A big hello to all the listeners of Curious Kid Podcast. This is a really special episode because there is something happening on our beautiful planet right now that deserves our attention. Right now, in Australia, a massive fire is burning, and it has been burning for months. Well over 12 million acres of land have burned in the wildfire. So how big is 12 million acres? It is big enough for the entire state of New Jersey to fit inside of it twice. For those of you in the United States that remember the California wildfires of 2018, that wildfire impacted 2 million acres, less than one-sixth of the area impacted in Australia today. In Australia, they call wildfires bushfires. The current wildfire started in September of 2019 when a fire started to grow during a drought. The months from September through November were extremely dry in Australia. The fires spread, destroying land and hurting people and animals. On December 8th, firefighters from the United States were deployed to Australia for the first time ever. Just 10 days later, Australia had its hottest day in history, with average temperatures exceeding 105 degrees Fahrenheit. The wildfires are so intense that the smoke created from the wildfires is making clouds that form their own thunderstorms, which lead to even more fires. Australia needs our help and this episode is all about helping Australia. Just like we help a friend or family member when they need our help, we really need to help the amazing people of Australia recover from these terrible fires. Here's how you can help. In the show notes for this episode, you will find a link to the Australian Red Cross. The Australian Red Cross has already helped more than 18,000 people impacted by the Australian wildfires. Please click the link in the show notes to donate to the Australian Red Cross. If you are unable to do that, here is another way to support Australia. If you leave a review for Curious Kid Podcast between now and the end of January, Curious Kid Podcast will donate $3 to the Australian Red Cross. It only takes a minute or two to leave a review for the podcast on iTunes. I know we ask for reviews every now and then, but if you've been waiting for the best time to leave a review for us, this would be it. You will be helping the podcast, but much more importantly, you will be helping the people of Australia who have been through so much with these wildfires. Tell your friends to leave a review for us too. We will donate $3 for each and every review through the end of the month. Okay, we are lucky enough to have a very special guest who will give us some insight into wildfires. His name is Ruben, and he has worked for the U.S. Forest Service since 2003. He even worked with a hotshot crew. A hotshot crew is a highly trained 20 to 22 person crew, primarily trained for wildfire suppression, but occasionally assigns to other duties, including search and rescue 
and Disaster Response Assistance. Ruben has traveled all over the United States fighting fires. Olivia has a few questions to ask Ruben so we can learn more about wildfires. Ruben, thank you so much for being on Curious Kid Podcast. How do wildfires usually start? So there's two categories as to how wildfires usually start. Uh, One of those categories is natural causes, which would be lightning. And then there's human causes, which could be anything from arson to escaped campfires, um, somebody burning brush and it getting out. Um, A lot of times equipment causes wildfires. Um, Somebody playing with matches or even throwing a cigarette out uh, can can often trigger a wildfire. Why do some areas like California or Australia get more wildfires than other areas? Usually areas that get more wildfires than others are because of a number of different reasons. Um, It it could be influenced by the weather, which would be a natural cause. Uh, Maybe an area that tends to get hit by a lot of lightning. And of course, for a wildfire to start, you need the right conditions. Uh, It needs to generally be dry enough, uh, and if it's hot and low humidity uh, and has a heavy fuel load of dried vegetation, um, you you tend to see a lot of wildfires occurring there. Uh, And if you look at places like California, which I've been there only a couple of times uh, fighting fire, in Southern California you have Santa Ana winds, which are warm, dry winds that... uh, come out of the Great Basin, down the mountains, and push towards the coast. So uh, that makes it difficult um, in Southern California anyway. I can't speak much, I can't speak any for Australia, but from what I understand, uh, they have, they are having uh, hot and dry conditions with uh, a heavy fuel load of dried vegetation and uh, winds that really propel these, these fires and Uh, Whenever they have weather uh, with a lot of lightning, uh, usually it's dry enough to uh, continue continue starting new wildfires. How do you fight wildfires? So with fighting a wildfire, obviously you need to be properly trained and qualified, but um, it just the basics. It starts with an anchor point. Uh, This is a point where you'll start uh, trying to build a control line uh, all the way around this fire. And the anchor point is the generally the safest, uh, most strategic option from where you'll start. And the control line, uh, what you're trying to do is create um, basically a barrier um, for which the, the fire has a, a harder time to cross and get out as they speak. Um, and then ultimately you want to work towards uh, full containment uh, and um, have control over over the wildfire. But it, it can get really difficult and complicated um, whenever you take into account the weather and what it's doing, uh, the topography that you're dealing with, um, is it steep, uh, and is it 
dry? Is it brushy? Um, those those types of things. And a lot of times uh, when fighting wildfires, you'll have to involve heavy equipment such as bulldozers. And uh, they, they tend to work on uh, control lines, creating safety zones for the firefighters if they have to retreat. Uh, and then you have air tankers, uh, which are airplanes, which will distribute water uh, across um, some of the hotter areas of the fire, in a lot of cases right on the edge. Um, and then you may have helicopters involved. Uh, so it, it, can, it can really get down to a lot of equipment and the incidents can, can grow really large. And uh, I, you often see in, in places, in regions or, or Australia um, where there's so many wildfires going on at one time, uh, there's just not enough uh, resources available uh, to distribute out. And uh, that, that makes it even more complicated because you don't have enough people uh, you don't have enough equipment. You don't have enough uh, aerial support to to deal with uh, such a large number of wildfires going on at one time. Um, and the other thing that makes it complicated is some areas where there's a high population uh, of, of people, a lot of houses. Uh, it gets really difficult to... To, to fight a wildfire in, in those situations. What happens to the land after a wildfire? So what happens to the affected land after a wildfire? That's uh, a real good question. Uh, a lot of it depends on where you're talking about um, and also how intense the wildfire was when it moved through. Um, a lot of times you'll see a wildfire move through an area that uh, didn't burn uh, with such intensity that uh, everything was burned up and it will recover uh, relatively well. Uh, and then in other cases, you'll see what looks like a moonscape after it's all said and done. And obviously those areas are really um, prone to uh, having problems with erosion and um, just just things of that nature. Um, in a lot of cases, uh, revegetation re efforts will occur. Um, but there's so many variables, so many variables associated with uh, different areas, different ecosystems. Um, for instance, if, if a wildfire occurs in Florida, it's going to be a lot, lot different than... Um, say, in different areas of California uh, where you may have a major landslide uh, because of the effects of a fire that has come through. Ruben, thank you so much. We appreciate all the information. Olivia, I would like to thank you for your thoughtful questions, and I sure appreciate the time you've given me, and thank you. Great job, Olivia. We can't thank Ruben enough for joining us for this episode. Please, please, pretty please, help us help Australia by donating to the Australian Red Cross 
or leaving a review for Curious Kid Podcast on iTunes. Anything you can do would mean so much to us and to the people of Australia.